Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, this is a Faith in Kids festive podcast. It is very festive indeed. I'm wearing my Christmas jumper. It's great to have you. It's great to have our listeners. Yeah. Episode one, Jam, what did we think about then? We thought about the amazing great-grandparents of Jesus and great-great-great-great-great-grandparents and how God had the whole thing under control, even though it looks like it's a bit of a mess. And we're jumping from Matthew's Gospel to Luke's Gospel today. Yeah. We are looking at Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 26. It's the story of an angel speaking to Mary. I've got a question to whip around your family with. The question is... If you were a king or queen for a day, what would you do? What would you order? Where would you go? What would you wear? Jam, do you know what you would do if you were a king for a day? I would spend most of the day thinking what I could do and then suddenly have a last minute panic (laughs) at the end. You know what I mean? I think I would like to go in a very little plane or or a helicopter. I think that's that's what important people do. Okay, they don't travel. It's not a question cars. of using the power that you've got. It's well, a question no, of... I mean, it could be. I just don't think I really want to order anyone to do anything, really. Okay, no, fair enough. But it means that if in this country, at least, in the UK, it might, if you were king for the day, you would get to meet the Queen, at least. Yes, um, I guess so. Or at least to have, a, have an audience with important people. That would be good, isn't it? You could use being king to meet all the people you'd wanted to meet. Yes. But then they do say never meet your heroes. So maybe it would end in tears. So in your families, talk about what would you do if you were king or queen for a day? Anything. Go. Back again. Time for Festive Fun Facts Fight Off. It is the Festive Fun Facts Fight Off. Here we go. 
I'm starting. Ready, Jam? I'm ready. I know that tinsel was invented in Germany in about 1630. And the most interesting thing about tinsel is how many different metals they have tried to make it from. It started out being made from real silver. Okay, that's very expensive. It is, and that's how people knew you were wealthy if you had tinsel. Ah. But actually, after a year, it doesn't shine anymore. Oh, it tarnishes. Then then they moved to copper and tin, which during the war they didn't have any of that. So they then had to move to aluminium, which seemingly is a fire risk, particularly as you used to have real candles to light up your tree. Oh, my goodness. So real candles and aluminium tin foil tinsel was a problem then they moved to lead which was poisonous so that's why they've settled on plastic right okay shiny plastic yes hooray for shiny plastic although there is probably too much plastic in the world um so i was wondering if we'll go back to metal tinsel maybe we should do maybe we should go back to heavy or like magnesium that would be even (laughs) i mean there would be a fire but wow it would look amazing wouldn't it yes they ever used to set fire to magnesium at school you you did jam and it burns with a bright white white flame flame. yes you listened in chemistry i did listen in chemistry okay well i i'll i'll see your tinsel yes and i'll raise you some radishes Oh, so I was looking at what they hang on Christmas trees around the world. And um, I came up with two here in Mexico. The night of the radishes. Forget carving pumpkins for Halloween. Carving radishes for Christmas is all the rage in the Mexican city of Oaxaca. On the December the 23rd, they host a large Christmas market where wooden carvers would sell their creations Farmers at the market noticed the popularity of the carvings and started making their own figurines out of radishes. So and radishes so, are the poor man's wooden carvings. I guess so. But now you can get them with nativity scenes and also Mayan motifs and local wildlife as well. So that's the night of the radishes on the 23rd. Do you like radishes, Jam? I will eat them in salads yes. because they taste a bit like horseradish and they, they crunch. I've always thought... But I, I, I always eat them because I think they're good for me. I don't actually yeah, like them. It's a strange thing for Peter Rabbit and Benjamin Bunny to like eating, I've always thought. Well, they're rabbits, so they have a different set of, you know, desires. Okay. okay. I think it's all right. Okay. But have you got another fun fact? I do. Oh, go on then. The largest Christmas bauble ever made is four and a half metres wide. That is two very tall adult men. Uh, and it was only last Christmas... And it weighed as much as a small car. Wow. More than a tonne. Goodness me. You wouldn't want that to land on your foot. No, you wouldn't. You definitely wouldn't. Um, Here's my second one. Uh, In Sweden, uh, there is a tradition in the city of, of Gavle or something, which happens more often than you think. On the first Sunday of Advent... There is a giant straw goat in the middle of the city that's 43 <laughs> feet tall. So that's about that's about 10, 12, 15 metres. But so, apparently soon after the first goat arrived in 1966, when they began this, they don't explain why. People, basically somebody set fire to it. It is as big as a house jam. Yeah. And there's a goat in the middle of a town. Yeah. As Made big, of straw. As big as a house. Yes, round about the season where people like to light fires. In with the middle of winter. And, and so they now, surprised. apparently, it seems that now they still have this tradition of a straw goat. Yeah. And they still don't ever want anyone to set fire to it. And every year, somehow, someone <laughs> manages it. 
<laughs> Jam, I'm actually declaring that 2 nil to you. Oh. I loved both of your facts. Oh, thank you. Carving radishes yeah. and a goat the size of a house. That you then set on fire. Yeah, I love both of those well, a lot you. more. Okay, I'll, thank I will you, Jam, take that. so much. Good, goodness me. So, um, I don't know if there's much in the way that the listeners can take home from that in terms of celebrating <laughs> their own... Christmas. But to be honest, you could do whatever you like this Christmas, put it on the tree and just go, oh, they do this in another country. And in fact, you could even make up the country, couldn't you? And look, come on. If you have one of those parents who really like Christmas trees to look beautiful, mm. this is your chance. Yes. Find the most obscure, you know, carve yeah. a radish. Yeah. Carve a radish, hang it on the tree and say, it's beautiful. Ed, I know for a fact that you do not like a beautiful tree. I don't. I you don't. like a tree that's chaotic oh, and loved and I, got baubles from all I, kinds of places all over I don't want it. anything to match. I want a reason why we've got it on the tree. Yeah. Uh, you know, the things I made when I was a child, the things my children yeah. made when I was a child, I want it all on the tree. Yeah. And you need to look away slightly because it's such yes. a confusing mess. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Nothing matches. It all clashes. It's brilliant. So those are our fun facts. And apparently I won. Very rarely do we have a clear winner on those, but I'm, I'm taking it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking it. So, Ed, what are we... We're thinking about King Forever today and Angel appearing to Mary. What, what, what have we got? Well, this is the story of when the angel spoke to Mary to explain she was going to have a child. Now, if you talk to your parents, discovering you're going to have a child, that's normal. Indeed, it's probably what happens to every parent. Sometimes it's more surprising than others. But this angel doesn't just say she's going to have any child. So listen carefully to what we hear about this child, including that this child will be a king forever. During Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to a virgin who lived in Nazareth, a town in Galilee. She was engaged to marry a man named Joseph from the family of David. Her name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings! The Lord has blessed you and is with you. But Mary was very confused by what the angel said. Mary wondered. What does this mean? The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, because God is pleased with you. Listen, you will become pregnant. You will give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and people will call him the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of King David, his ancestor. He will rule over the people of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary said to the angel, How will this happen? I have no husband. The angel said to Mary, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will cover you. The baby will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. Now listen, Elizabeth, your relative, is very old but she is also pregnant with a son. Everyone thought she could not have a baby, but she has been pregnant for six months. God can do everything, Mary said. I am the servant girl of the Lord. Let this happen to me as you say. Then the angel went away. I know a boy called George who is going to be six years old this Christmas. If George walked into a room with you, he'd be a very ordinary-looking child. You wouldn't look at him twice if you saw him. He'd just be like any other child. But if his parents walked into the room, you would then look at George differently. Because George's parents are Kate and William, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. 
George is a prince, and one day George will probably be the king of this country. When you find that out, it would change completely the way you would treat George. If George was in a room with you, future king, I wonder how it would change what you said to him or what you offered to him or or even if you could speak or just gurgle and just feel a bit nervous. No one looked at Mary's baby twice. And when his parents walked into the room, no one noticed. He would never live in a palace He'd never sit on a throne. He would never own a crown. What a joke that the angel says to him, your child will reign over Jacob's family forever. His kingdom will never end. Do you know when he was dying, people laughed. People laughed and said, king, how could he be a king if he's dying like this? Three days later, he rose again. When he was alive, he walked and talked and ate and appeared in front of his friends. It's strange to talk about dying and rising again at Christmas, but this is how we see he is a king forever. They started to understand how an ordinary baby from an ordinary town with ordinary parents could now be the king forever. The throne Jesus would sit on would not be on in any palace on earth but a far more important throne, the most important throne, the throne in heaven. That's where Jesus is now, ruling over every country, over every person and over every minute. I have a queen. She's Queen Elizabeth II. I've never met the queen. I've never seen her throne. She's never given me a command, but I know I have a queen. You don't need to be able to see a king or queen to know you have a king or queen. You and I can be sure we have a king forever, exactly as the angel told Mary. It changes Christmas, I think, in two ways. It means Jesus was ordinary like you and me. He was a baby. He was born. He was born to an ordinary woman. Jesus knows what it's like to be alive, to walk, to run, to be different, to cry, to be left out, to be laughed at, to be hungry. He knows. However you feel this Christmas... Jesus understands. He has felt it. Your Christmas will not be a surprise to Jesus. He'll not look at you and think, "Ugh, why does he or she feel like that? Why has they done that? Jesus is ordinary like us and our Christmas, he understands it. But secondly, Jesus is the king this Christmas. On a throne, ruling over the whole universe, ruling over you, He cares about every moment in your life. He cares about your Christmas. He wants you to know his king this Christmas. He wants you when you wake up this Christmas. Your first thought will be Christmas presents. But make your second thought. King Jesus on the throne for all of today. Happy birthday, Jesus. Celebrate your king forever this Christmas. Make this Christmas different. Make this Christmas about the beginning of the life of the King forever. That's a great Christmas. Let me pray. Dear Father, thank you the angel said that you will give him the throne of his father David forever. His kingdom will never end. 
Father, thank you that we still have a king forever because he's king forever. He'll never stop. We'll never live past his reign. Thank you that this Christmas we have a king. Thank you that this Christmas he knows how we feel and he celebrates with us and he enjoys Christmas with us. So even if Christmas is sad, we have a king who brings us joy. When Christmas feels like it's disappointing, we have a king who is still in charge, who is looking after us. Thank you, Father, we have a king who is ruling to worship. So this Christmas can't be disappointing because his birthday is never disappointing. His birthday is glorious and wonderful. Amen. Amen. We've got another angle on this extraordinary event of the angel uh, turning up to Mary's house. And so we've got that in this coming sketch. Hope you enjoy it. Don't be afraid, Mary. Don't be afraid, Mary. Oh, Mary, calm down. Don't be afraid. Are you all right? What? Yes, fine. Got a package for Mary? Is this where she lives? Sorry, am I interrupting? Well, I was just practising a, a message for Mary. Dial of fright, is it? Someone asked you to turn up in fancy dress, sing her a song, say happy birthday or something. Very good. Scare the living daylights out of her. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Although, this isn't fancy dress. <laughs> really? That's your regular clobber, is it? It's amazing. Very, um, commando, gothic, ecclesiastical, with wings. Don't tell anyone, but... I'm an angel. Come to tell Mary she's going to give birth to the Son of God. Give birth to the Son of God? Oh, right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I'll be going there. <laughs> this child will be great, and people will call him the Son of Most High. That's nice. The Lord God will give him the throne of King David, and he will rule over the people of Jacob. Oh, yeah? How long is that going to last? Forever. His kingdom will never end. <laughs> nah. You're having me on. You can't be sure how it will turn out. I do, actually. It sounds great. In fact, it sounds amazing. That's the problem. It's too good to be true. How do you mean? God is holy and perfect. He's up there in heaven. And we're all down here being, well, pretty sinful. I mean, you should see how people treat delivery men. No respect. The idea that God would come to earth to be with us. God wouldn't do that. He's got to stay up there so he doesn't get messy. He wouldn't, would he? He would, because God loves the world that he made. And he loves his people. And he wants to be known. And if that takes coming down to earth, so be it. That's crazy. Mind you, these are crazy times. Old Elizabeth, round the corner, she's having a baby. <laughs> At her age, at least I presume she is. She's ordered a lot of maternity clothes and baby grows, so uh, I don't think I'm leaping to conclusions. These are interesting times. I mean, here you are on the doorstep of a house, talking to the Archangel Gabriel. Is that a fact? It is. And it's a fact that Mary is going to have a baby. And nothing's ever going to be the same again. If you say so. Do you want to take this parcel? It might ruin the moment. <laughs> I stand there saying, Don't be afraid, Mary, because God is pleased with you. You will become pregnant. And the whole time she's thinking, Oh, a package. When she's over the package. Get it? <laughs> yes, I might use that. 
no, no. Stick to the script. <laughs> it's all right. I'll put the delivery in the porch. Thanks. <laughs> right. I'm going in. Wish me luck. You're an archangel. You'll probably be fine. I suppose so. Don't be afraid, Mary. Be not afraid, Mary. Mary, fear not! Too much. So we've done enough talking, and it's time for you to talk. Here's Ed with his questions in Ed's Got Questions. If you're little, my question for you is, what do you know about kings? What does a king do? What is a king in charge of? Can you think about that? Because that will help you understand who Jesus is. If you're a bit older, maybe you're under eight. Just think of the wild things, the crazy things, the funny things, the out of control things in our world. What are you amazed that Jesus is in charge of? Think of something in this world that you think of as wild, out of control, frightening. Can you imagine Jesus being in charge of that? If you're over eight, it is hard to imagine a king ruling when you can't see him. It feels like you can't see his rule. It even makes you wonder if he really is ruling. But tell me, if he is ruling, if he is the king, do you think that makes Christmas different? How it feels? How you celebrate it? What you say about Christmas? And then finally, if you're a bit older, maybe a teenager, we're told in this passage his kingdom will never end. Do you think that is good news or bad news? I'll just run through that very quickly. If you're very little, what do you know about kings? So what do you know about King Jesus? If you're under eight, think of something out of control, wild. Are you amazed Jesus is in charge of it? If you're over eight, how is Christmas different if Jesus is still ruling? And then finally, if you're a teenager, if his kingdom will never end, is that good news or bad news? Please talk about that in your families. And if you get stuck, just remember... What is the difference it makes if King Jesus is in that room with you like Prince George, Queen Elizabeth, because he is in a room with you, except he loves you and he knows you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Cheerio.